Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of John, chapter 8. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. Now, I want you to fast forward to verse 20 in your Bibles and look at it again. These words Jesus spoke in the where? Treasury as he taught. So we know that Jesus is in the area of the temple treasury and in the area known as the court of the women. So you have the temple treasury and then you have this area called the court of the women. And it's called the court of the women because only women could go into this area. On the temple mount, there were many courts. There was the court of the Gentiles and the court of the women and the court of the priests and and, and even different priests and the court of the women. And so it's in the temple treasury. This is where Jesus is at this time. And I failed to tell you a a few weeks back as we began in chapter 7, talking about the Feast of the Tabernacles, they would, on the first day of the feast, on the evening of the first day of the feast, they would have a ceremony called the Illumination of the Temple. And that was a time when it became dark. These four huge candelabras were lit. And it was said that these lit candelabras had such a blaze of light that the blaze of light went throughout all of Jerusalem and every courtyard would be lit up with brilliance. And the light was a reminder of God's leading people, leading the people in the wilderness in a pillar of fire at night. It also reminded them of the Shekinah glory of God that dwelt in the tabernacle. Saints, I'm trying to help you get the scene that it's with this strong visual backdrop that Jesus makes the claim, I am the light of the world and he who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Now, you taking notes? Light is one of the three things that God is said to be. John chapter 4, verse 24, we are told God is spirit. 1 John chapter 4, verse 8, we are told God is love. John 4, 24, God is spirit. 1 John 4, 8, we are told God is love. And 1 John 1, 5, we're told that God is light. And all of these express the nature of God and what he is in himself. Now, when Jesus said, I am the light of the world, understand something, this blew the mind of every Jew in earshot. It blew their mind because they understood that these words, I am the light of the world, these words related to two messianic prophecies. One I'm going to leave you to read on your own. It's in Isaiah 42, verse 6. And then the other I have for you on the screen, Isaiah 49, 6, relate to two messianic prophecies. Indeed, he says, it is too small a thing that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the preserved ones of Israel. 
I will also give you as a light to the Gentiles that you should be my salvation to the ends of the earth. So the Jew knew God was going to send a light to the nations and the rabbis knew God was going to send a light to the nations. As a matter of fact, the rabbis said the name of the Messiah is light. When Jesus said, I am the light of the world, he's saying, I am Israel's Messiah. Did you get that? And not just Israel's Messiah. I am the Messiah to the nations with an S. To all people. Now, why did Jesus call himself the light? Why is Jesus called the light? Well, for many reasons. To the darkness of falsehood, he is the light of truth. To the darkness of ignorance, he's the light of wisdom. To the darkness of impurity, he's the light of holiness. To the darkness of sorrow, he's the light of joy. To the darkness of death, he's the light of life. He's called the light because the world is dark and the antithesis of darkness is light. He's everything the world isn't. Am I right about it? Come on, clap your hands and say amen. Jesus is everything the world isn't. Light in the Bible, I'm trying to help you learn something, listen. Light in the Bible represents or is symbolic of the word of God. Psalm 119.105, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light is on the screen. Come on, y'all read it with me. Your word is a lamp to my feet. I need everybody read it with me. It's on the screen. Your word, come on, your word is a lamp to my feet. Wait for me. Read it with me, come on. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. God's word puts a light on your eyes and you see the path you're walking on. Psalm 119, 130, write it down. The entrance of your word gives light and understanding to the simple. Jesus says, he who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. In other words, saints, listen, following Jesus is more than tagging along behind him. Say amen. amen. Following Jesus means you're joining yourself to him. Did y'all get that? Following Jesus means you're joining yourself to him. And when you join yourself to him, you have him as the light of life. Jesus says, whoever follows me will have the light. So following Jesus means, watch this, you get him as your light. If you follow Jesus, he says, I'm yours. I'm your shepherd. You ought to be happy about that. I'm your shepherd. I'm your, I'm your sacrifice. I'm your living water, your bread from heaven, your God. I am your light. Before Christ, we're all blind to the light. I know I was. And you'll know my story. January 22nd, 1982. I was blind to the light. I started doing drugs when I was nine years old. You know my story. I started doing drugs when I was nine years old, junior high, high school, doing drugs, right up to three years in the military, doing drugs, all kinds of drugs. I walked around with a gray haze over my eyes for most of my life that I could remember as a young child and young man. January 22nd, 1982. January 23rd, 
1982 is when I gave my life to Jesus Christ. And literally, I'm telling you, I felt as if God peeled something gray off of my eyes because all of a sudden I could see clear. All of a sudden, the sky looked blue where I had never really saw a blue sky before. The sky looked like it, had, like, like it always has smog in it. You get me? Even if I was like down south where they got clean air. You know, Philly, we don't have clean air. <laughs> Amen. So you, it is smog. But where I was clean, it's like everything was gray. But when Jesus came into my life, and then he filled me with his Holy Spirit, he peeled this film off my eyes, it felt like, and I could see the blue sky, and I could see the green grass, and I could see the brown dirt. I tell this story all the time because it's true. And my life changed. And before you were a Christian, the same thing is true for you. You might not have the same experience, but the same thing is true for you in that you have a film over your eyes. You don't see clearly when you're not a Christian. But when you become a Christian, God removes those blinders and you can see the light. And then your eyes, the eyes of your heart is open, and then a divine light floods in, and we have the light of life. The light comes from new spiritual eye-opening life. That's the life that Jesus gives. Sight to the blind. Think about this. Eternal life giving eternal light. You ought to write that down. That's good. Eternal life giving eternal sight. Well, in verse 13, the Pharisees therefore said to him, you bear witness of yourself. Your witness is not true. Now listen, that's true. Light does bear witness of itself. That is true. If you walk into a dark room and you flip the switch, the darkness goes away, yes? Did you know you can see a candle lit 10 miles away in complete darkness? Did you know that? If it was complete darkness, Ten miles away, you could see one flicker of candle lit. Think about the stars. They are light years away. We can see them. So yes, light does bear witness of itself. But here in our text, saints, see, listen, they think, listen, they think they have Jesus trapped. This time, not on the horns of dilemma, but on the horns of contradiction. Why? Because John 5, 31, Jesus said, if I bear witness of myself, my witness is not true. And the Pharisees picked up on those words and said, see, you're contradicting yourself. So your testimony is false because you're bearing witness of yourself. You just said, I am the light of the world. And listen, everything that happens in the next 17 verses are the result of the response of the Pharisees right here in verse 13. So they think they caught Jesus contradicting himself. But in the true legalism and religion doesn't allow you to hear properly. John 5, Jesus meant, if my testimony comes from myself, if it originates with me, if I'm a witness to myself and disconnected from the Father, then I am false. But the legalists don't hear context. Legalists hear isolation. 
Look at verse 14. We're going to get these verses one by one. Look at verse 14. Jesus said, even if I do bear witness about myself, my testimony is true, for I know where I came from and where I'm going, but you don't know where I come from or where I'm going. In other words, I came from God and I'm going to God and you don't know God. And that's why you can't see me as the light of God. Look at verse 15. Jesus is saying, you don't have spiritual life in you, so you can't see light. And that's why you judge according to the flesh. Because that which is flesh, born of the flesh, come on Calvary Chapel, that which is born of the flesh is what? Flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is what? Spirit. Jesus would be saying to him, you guys need to be like Nicodemus. You need to be born again. To have the light of life, you need life. Your spirit is dead. And then in verses 16 through 18, Jesus says, I don't originate judgment. I echo my father's judgment. And then he explains it in verse 16 through 18. Yet look at verse 16 through 18. Yet even if I do judge, my judgment is true. For it is not I alone who judge, but I and the father who sent me. In your law is written that the testimony of two people is true. I am the one who bears witness about myself. And the father who sent me bears witness about me. And in verse 19, they said to him, therefore, oh, really? Where's your father? And Jesus answered, you neither know me nor my father. If you knew me, you would know my father also. And don't you get the feeling things are getting nasty right here? And things are getting worse. Pop over to verse 41. Fast forward to verse 41. Look at verse 41. 841. 841. They said, yeah. (laughs) Well, where they said, yeah. Well, we're not born of fornication. You see, these guys are so dirty, they dug deep to find out that Mary was pregnant before she was married. And the Talmud said Jesus Christ was the illegitimate son of Mary. So these Jewish leaders dug deep to find the dirt on Jesus. Sounds like today's politics, doesn't it? They could be on CNN today, couldn't they? So Jesus starts to talk about the father and they said, oh, where is your father? In verse 19, Jesus said, you don't know me or my father. If you had known me, you would know my father. In other words, I and the father are so united that if you knew and loved either of us, you would know and love both of us. In verse 20, seems like John takes a break and says, Jesus spoke these words in the treasury and no one laid hands on him. Look at verse 21, John chapter 8. Y'all still with me? Look at verse 21. If you're looking at verse 21, say amen. And then Jesus said to them again, come on, y'all read it with me. I am going away and you will seek me and will die in your sin. Where I go, you cannot come. So the Jews said, will he kill himself? You know, these guys, they just don't get it. These guys, they just don't get, you know, this, these, these guys are the textbook case of people, the natural mind does not understand the things of the spirit. They have no idea what Jesus is talking about. Of course, he's smart and he's got them all twisted up and perplexed. And they're asking crazy questions now. Whoa, well, well uh, what do we say now? Well, oh, is he going to kill himself? Because he says, where I go, you cannot come. 
And look at verse 23. He said to them, you are from beneath and I am from above. Don't you love Jesus? He is firing both barrels at them. And can it be any more clear? You are from beneath. I am from above. They probably said beneath what? (laughs) Beneath, beneath, beneath hell, beneath hell down there. You are from beneath. I love Jesus. I love Jesus. You are from beneath. I am from above. Next time somebody say something to you crazy at Walmart. I don't know why I pick on Walmart. I pick on Walmart. I just didn't pick on Walmart. If you work for Walmart, I love you. Somebody says something crazy at Walmart, you just say, you are from beneath. I just love that verse. I am from above. You are of this world. I am not of this world. Therefore, I said to you that you will die in your sins if you do not believe that I am ego me. I am Moses. Who shall I say sent me? Ego me. I am that I am has sent you. Same word. He is in italics just to help you understand it. If you do not believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. And then they said to him, who are you? And Jesus said, I've been telling you who I was since we started this. (laughs) Y'all don't listen. Just what I've been saying to you from the beginning. That's who I am. I have many things to say, Jesus says, and to judge concerning you. But he who sent me is true. And I speak to the world those things which I heard from him. And they did not understand that he spoke to them of the Father. And then Jesus said to them, when you lifted up the Son of... Y'all coming with me. When you lifted up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am he. And that I do nothing of myself, but as my Father taught me, I speak these things. And he who sent me is with me. The Father has not left me alone, for I always do those things that please him. And as, come on, read verse 30 with me. And as he spoke these words, many believed in him. So Jesus, give me your attention, spells it out what it means if you don't believe in him and you continue in your blindness. Jesus told them again, I'm going to heaven and you will seek me and you will die in your sins. Where I go, you cannot come. Jesus knew he was going to heaven and he knew they were not. And in verse 22, they say, will he kill himself? Because he says, where I'm going, you cannot come. You got to understand, Jesus has been firing both barrels at these religious legalists. And we talk a lot about grace here at Calvary Chapel, don't we? And I don't know about you, but I love grace. Ain't nobody happy about it, obviously. I love grace. You want to love grace? 
For you are saved by grace through faith, and that is not of yourself. It's the gift of God, lest anybody boast. That ought to make you happy, because you have nothing to do with it, and you are saved by grace. We talk a lot about grace, a lot about you know, grace, and a lot of preachers don't like to talk about grace. And the reason they don't like to talk about grace is because they say that, you know, they call it greasy grace. They call it, you ever heard that? Greasy grace. Greasy grace. Greasy grace means that, you know, they, that, that if you talk about grace, then, then people are going to take advantage of knowing God and loving God and walking with God. And you're going to teach them that God loves them and forgives them. So people are going to go out and sin because they're forgiven. And all they got to do is come back and ask for forgiveness. So people are going to go out and sin and just come back and ask for forgiveness. And that's why they don't teach grace. And they call it greasy grace because you just go out and sin and come back and go out and sin and come back. And they don't teach grace. When in fact, the opposite is true. If you teach grace and you properly teach people how much God loves them and what grace means to them and what grace costs Jesus, when you teach people properly what grace means, they don't want to go out and sin it up. They want to get closer to Jesus and love him more. Right? So we talk a lot about the grace of God here at Calvary Chapel, but as your friend, as your pastor, I need to also tell you that there is a tolerance to God's grace. Write it down. Read it in your own time. Amos chapter 8, verse 11 and 12. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that I will send a famine on the land, not a famine of bread or thirst for water, but of hearing of the words of God, they shall wander from sea to sea and from north to east, and they shall run to and fro seeking the word of the Lord, but shall not find it. The same is true of the gospel. I think of Proverbs chapter one, verse 24 through 31. Because I have called you, called and you refused. I've stretched out my hand. And no one regarded because you disdained all my counsel and would have none of my rebuke. I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock your terror when it comes. When your terror comes like a storm and your destruction comes like a whirlwind, when distress and anguish come upon you, then they will call on me. But I will, what saints? Not answer. They will seek me diligently. But what? They will not find me because they hated knowledge. And they did not choose the fear of the Lord. They would have none of my counsel and despise my every rebuke. Therefore, they shall eat of the fruit of their own way and be filled to the full with their own fancies. In other words, the day of grace is ended and they are responsible and they will pay the consequences which they themselves have built. I heard a story of a prisoner who was instructed by the king to make a chain And every day he added another link, and finally they took him and bound him with the chain that he had made. And I thought about that, and I thought, you know, people who reject Christ are making their own chain. They're producing a life of disaster. Jesus says, my death is going to take me to heaven. Your death is going to take you to the ultimate darkness. In verse 21, we're going to come back to verse 21. Look at verse 23. You are from beneath. I am from above. You are from this world, and I am not from this world. And if you don't believe that I am, you are going to die in your sins. And this is why you ought to believe. Non-believer, listen to me. Backslider, listen to me. 
This is why you ought to believe in the light. Because if you don't, according to Jesus, you will die in your sins. And then in verse 25 and 26, Jesus says, I'm not done talking to you. But the next thing I have to say to you is going to be in judgment. Willful ignorance brings judgment. Unbelief brings judgment. Earthbound attitudes bring judgment. Verse 27, they didn't even understand. He spoke to them about God the Father. Now listen, things are coming to a climax in verse 28. Jesus says, look at verse 28. When you lift up the Son of Man, then you will get it. Now the lifting up of Jesus doesn't mean exalting him or worshiping him. Jesus is saying, you yourselves, watch this, you're going to love it. Jesus is saying, you yourselves are going to unwittingly and unknowingly help me finish being the light of the world. You're going to lift me up. You're going to crucify me. And when I'm crucified, my role as the saving, redeeming, and filling the world with light will be secure and I will shine forever. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch and Calvary Chapel Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.